Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. We have a couple dogs and all sorts of guineas and turkeys, which I'm sure y'all can hear in the background. We're going to take one of our little walks down the dirt road if they'll let us. Uh, it's a gorgeous day here. Hope it is wherever y'all are and hope that y'all are doing well in whatever part of the day it is for y'all. For those of y'all that continue to join me here, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I know that's a precious commodity these days. And for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast and help it to grow, um, I'm very grateful and humbled that you would do that. And I hope, obviously, that you're getting some knowledge out of it, and hopefully that it's, that it's helping our country turn back from the brink even if just a little bit, folks. So we've done a little bit on the First Continental Congress over the last couple podcasts, and we're going to kind of tie up a couple loose ends there, and then if we get into it today, we'll, we'll move on to a topic that has really been pretty important to me for quite a while, I, th- I think it's something that we're missing. At least a large chunk of us are. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how far we get today. So we're going to go back, though, to our first Continental Congress. That's where we're going to start today. We've talked about the prayer offered by Reverend Dutch. And so this is still September. 1774, and the Continental Congress passed the Articles of Association. This is recorded uh, by the Secretary of Congress, Charles Thompson, in the Journals of Congress. And this is Article 10, that the late Act of Parliament for establishing the French laws in that extensive country now called Quebec is dangerous in an extreme degree to the Protestant religion, and to the civil rights and liberties of all America. And therefore, as men and Protestant Christians, we are indispensably obliged to take all proper measures for our security. The thing here, folks, that really struck me is our founders weren't... We've talked about this often in regard to the First Amendment, We've talked about the actual author of the First Amendment and their feelings. And so the thing that struck me here again was our founders were very concerned about America from a Christian point of view, right? They, this was not some, they weren't trying to make this a country that made all religions equally good and bad. You can see their concern here was specifically as Christians and particularly for their concern. Their concern was when threats came against Protestant religion, um, Christianity, God, the father of Jesus Christ. Excuse me. Got the sniffles back again. We got one cat now, too, along 
with all the rest of our entourage. So <clears throat> the point here again, folks, is that just as President Wilson said, this country was founded, based, was born a Christian nation, uh, not as anything else. And you can see that the concern of our founders here, when you're talking about this article, was any kind of threat to Christianity. Uh, and again, I've said this often, you don't have to be a Christian to be an American. But if we don't have a people that follow the teachings of Christ, we can't have America. And that's a threat to the republic, is ending up with a people that don't follow those principles. And our founders saw that. So this, this nonsense, this idea that we're going to pretend that all religions are equal, are equally good and bad, it's just not, that's not our history. That's not our heritage. That's a completely false modern narrative that's come up really just in the last half century or so. But that certainly was not the intent or thinking of our founders. All right, so just a little bit later, Continental Congress, June 12th, 1775, so about six months. And this was two months after the shot heard around the world at Con <coughs> Concord issued uh, a call for fasting and prayer that the Lord God might bless their land. And it is recommended to Christians of all denominations to assemble for public worship and to abstain from servile labor and recreations on said day. So again, folks, <laughs> just a couple months after the shot heard around the world, when we're really getting into this fight with the British, when darkness, when we're afraid, scared, anxiety, whatever you want to talk about, when we're really against, when our back's to the wall, where do we turn? God, our founders, and not in some private corner. This is not something that our founders wanted us to closet. This was something that they were asking in a very public manner as the Congress, and they were asking all people as Christians to turn to God and to seek his guidance, his protection, uh, forgiveness for sins. And so, again, folks, this idea that we are anything other than a Christian nation is just it's just ludicrous. It's false. Well, how does that translate to today? What, does that mean that everybody we're going to have to go around and force everybody to be Christians? No, absolutely not. That's what the left tries to twist it to mean, but that's not what it means. But what it absolutely does mean is that openly, publicly, our institutions, our government, our policy has to follow the teachings of Christ. That has to be our framework. That has to be had somebody at church just this week describe it so well. And he said, those are the guardrails. Those are the guides, the Bible, God, Jesus Christ. And when we take those away, then we have no idea where we're going. We have no idea what direction we're going. 
And that's exactly what's happening today. And again, that's that's what the left has wanted, folks. This has been coming down the road, coming down the pike for a century. This is what Lenin said. We've read through that quote. I need to go back. We'll go back at some point, folks, probably pretty soon, and go through this quote of Lenin's from 1921. But he said, you know, get them away from God. Get them away from their families. Get them interested in all this frivolous stuff. Because that's what has to happen in order to destroy freedom and liberty, is you've got to get a country away from God. So if we're going to have this freedom and liberty, this republic, before anything else, folks, before the ballot box, anything else, we're going to have to turn back to God as a people. Have to. All right, we'll keep going. July 6th, 1775, so less than a month later, Continental Congress passed the Declaration of the Causes and Necessity of Taking Up Arms. And in it, they concluded, with a humble confidence in the mercies of the supreme and impartial God and ruler of the universe, we most devoutly implore his divine goodness to protect us happily through this great conflict and to dispose our adversaries to reconciliation on reasonable terms, and thereby to relieve the empire from the calamities of civil war. I, I think this is fascinating for a couple different reasons, folks. One, again, you got to hear there. Who do they turn to again? God. And I think I said this recently. I know this for some, especially of y'all that listen to the podcast regularly. This sounds like beating a dead horse, but we have to, folks, because... If we knew this stuff, if our children knew it, if adults across the country knew it, we would not be making the decisions we've been making. Uh, and really not just within the last 5, 10, 15 years, but we would not have allowed the decisions to be made that have been made for the past 75 plus years. There's no way, again, that a knowledge of where our country started, the truth, that things like separation of church and state or Roe v. Wade could ever have been passed. And and that just goes back to the point that we harp on quite often. Just because somebody has a law degree or, or whatever kind of degree, folks, that doesn't mean if those people have evil intentions or if they're grossly ignorant, right? Because there's a lot of people that graduate with some degrees that – don't have much sense. We have no reason to follow those people. Obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, and we're just barely scratching the surface, folks, even all these months in, obviously our country was not based on kicking Christianity to the curb, to putting it in some closet in your house where nobody else ever saw it. That was never the intention. So so to take these people, the Supreme Court that was supposed to be so knowledgeable and so wise, right? There's no way that those people, if they knew anything about the history and heritage of our country, could have honestly passed separation of church and state. At any rate, folks. Uh, 
I get a little fired up about that and I got kind of off track there. We'll keep going. So, oh, the other thing, we're almost done. Y'all give me a few more minutes and we'll kind of wrap it up today. We're just, I told y'all we're just trying to tie, tie up some loose ends. The other thing here that I find so fascinating is the Congress wanted to dispose our adversaries to reconciliation on reasonable terms and thereby relieve the empire from the calamities of civil war. One thing that I think we forget, kind of gets lost, is our founders, most of them desperately wanted reconciliation with Britain. They wanted to be British subjects, and they tried desperately right up until the very end to reconcile with Britain. But, and when you read through their writings, when when they felt that evil was really against them, when the crown and parliament were truly being acting evil, they realized there was no more reconciliation. And there was no more coexistence and that there was going to have to be a break. They were going to have to kick the British and folks, the loyalists, out of the country. And when you look today, the divide in America between people that cling to our founding faith and principles based on the teachings of Christ, cling to our heritage and our history. That set of values, those Christian values of this Christian nation are absolutely incompatible with the evil values of the left. There are things that we can compromise on, folks. There are definitely issues that we can have really strong opinions on, but we can disagree on, and that's okay. But there's a handful of issues that you just can't do that on. Rejecting God out of our institutions? No. Education, no. Um, it's just not possible. Supporting murdering babies via abortion, no, again. Supporting pushing sexual deviancy on children via LGBTQ movement, right? No. Uh, flooding the country with illegal immigrants, criminals, no. Pushing bigotry and revisionist history on our children via critical race theory and identity politics and education. Again, no. And socialism and communism that you just, you know, we're getting a front row seat still to this day in China, uh, really getting a nasty front row seat in a couple ways in Australia. And maybe you could make the argument in Canada even a little bit and some places in Europe you know, it's on display for anybody to see socialism and communism over the past century, how evil and destructive that's been. There's no way to compromise there, folks. There's no way to coexist there. And and I think you see that in our country today. And, and a lot of people are trying desperately not to see that because that truth leaves very few alternatives. And none of them are real pleasant. But just like our founders finally saw with King George and and Parliament and loyalists, we're going to have to wake up and see with the modern American left that same truth. 
that our that our ancestors did. All right. We're going to get one or two more. Continental Congress, July 19th, 1775, as recorded in the Journals of Congress. Agreed. The Congress meet here tomorrow morning at half after nine o'clock in order to attend divine service at Mr. Dutch's church and that in the afternoon they meet here to go from this place and attend divine service at Dr. Allison's church. Again, <laughs> folks, I mean, just the, the ludicrousness of separation of church and state. I, I'm just, I'm amazed time and time again. And, and not in a good way. I'm using amazed in a really bad way here, folks. I'm amazed that we allowed separation of church and state to be forced through the entire country. Supreme Court or not, you know, that's a, we need to go back to this too and talk about the Mayhew sermon from the 1750s. Christians don't have a responsibility to follow a government that pushes evil. And he went through Romans. I think that's what it was. We really need to. I'll go back at some point. This idea that we have to follow government blindly, that's not based on the New Testament. That's not biblical. That's a modern cultural narrative. We have a responsibility to stand up against evil tyranny and oppression. And so, you know, when the Supreme Court passed this nonsense, somebody somewhere, governor, somebody should have stood up and said, no, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, that's obviously evil. That's obvious goes against our founding. Um, so appreciate it. We're going to go ahead and pass on that. And, and we still have that ability today, folks. The fact that God and Jesus Christ are not center in education, as the author of the First Amendment said, the Bible being the textbook in education. Right. So if we're going to use separation of church and state to which is not in the Constitution or Declaration to mean something about the First Amendment, when the. The author of the First Amendment says exactly the opposite. That's just insane. Well, but how did we get there? Well, because we're more interested in athletics and we're more interested in sex. We're more interested in entertainment. And we have no idea about our her heritage and our history. That's where you get there. That's how we got. All right, folks, I'm going to leave y'all be for today. I know this has kind of been all over the place, I guess a little bit, but. Just kind of add that Continental Congress knowledge, right? Realize where we actually started versus where so much of the media and the left try and say we did today. And and keep remembering that every time you hear somebody, uh, whether it's MSNBC or CNN or whether it's the Supreme Court or whether it's some governor somewhere. When they try and say that we're not a Christian nation, remember where are founders turn to every single time when they were thankful for something in good times, when they were scared or concerned or fearful, God, every time, God, every time, God, and not, not Allah, not mother nature, not some God of, of Buddhism or Hinduism, God, the father, 
of Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, God, every time. Christian God, every time. Even openly acknowledge, folks, go back to that Article 10, concerned about any threats to Christianity. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your day, whatever's left of it. God bless y'all. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.